Talking Again podcast. Do you remember Mr. Pontier? Yeah, but didn't he get fired? Hispanic. Look, at, we're like holding all these secret <laughs> secrets of our city, of our hometown. Dude, we're wrong for that. Covina, Covina is very small. It's it not. Is. It's not big. So it's, we all. Yeah, we it's, know. It's yeah. No, I remember Mr. Ellis. That's who cool. I remember. Mr. Ellis. That was uh, Trewick. Yes, yes, that was Matt. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody was afraid of him. He was like the hard ass, the hard yes, teacher. Yes, he was yeah. crazy. Strict. Like throwing books, slamming desks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kiss. Oh, the PE teacher. Ooh, talk about sketchy ass <laughs> stories. <laughs> because he was Ooh. like always Mr. Suave, Mr. Kiss. You know. See, now we're heading into this. Like none of this shit Danger would zone. fly. Yeah, none of this shit would fly anymore. No. The stuff that we were allowed to do or that the teachers did or said or the sh- just the shit that happened. I don't think that's allowed anymore. No. Welcome to the podcast. My talk a little shit, get a little brash. My drink a little bit, smoke a little bit. Vibe a little bit, laugh a little bit. Yeah. Host about for damn. Tell it like it is, only tell it rare. Live every Tuesday, you know the deal. What's up, everybody? This is Fidel Talking Again Podcast. This is another edition of The Tap. I'm here today with Melanie Cerillo. Cerillo. I'm going to say Cerillo. You put your little twang on it. That's fine. <laughs> She's like, it's Cerillo. It's Cerillo. Okay. Cerillo. Serio, you know, yeah, tomato, whatever tomato. it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm feeling good now. I want to thank you first of all because I always forget to thank people for coming on to the show. Yeah, so I want to thank you in advance. Hashtag TIA because <laughs> these youngsters all do all hashtags. Yeah, you got to keep up. I feel like I like I, I do that too, though. You do it, but I do I do it bad because I, I I'm talking to people when I say I say hashtag like professionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not professionally <laughs> it's when i'm on a phone call like at home depot and i'm like hey you guys are supposed to come out today yeah hashtag wtf <laughs> perfect no you know? i do that too we're trying but to stay young we're trying to stay hip whatever we are Don't just judge you know the, the, this this whole with social media everything's just going quick quick yeah quick. if you're not up on it you know? then you're gonna be left behind just like like this right here on instagram when i post a video like people tell me like if you don't have me within 20 seconds i'm out Yep. 20 seconds yeah you gotta grab them damn thank you vine <laughs> thank you tiktok because of you guys no but seriously it's just like so fucking fast pace yep. you know it's crazy yep that's the world we're living in we gotta, hopefully we, i hooked them in for you we, we gotta adjust right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no seriously thank you for coming on thank you for it's having me it's a this is a a, a reunion a 20 a 20 year plus reunion for yeah, us don't don't let them add up how old we are <laughs> no <laughs> But they can figure it. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Somebody out there will figure yeah, it out. Figure it out. But Take yeah, it's been it's been that long that that we uh you know we've well we met in junior high, which yeah. is even longer. Which is even longer. <laughs> but even of that. Yeah. But um yeah, that's pretty that's cool. Crazy. Who would have thought that sitting in one of those classrooms that then flash forward to here we are sitting and again sitting in not a classroom but somewhat of a studio right. in a big right a big business area that I rented out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh. Sorry. It's the alcohol talking. Um, but yeah, it's who would have thought? No, who would have thought? Yeah. You know, I, I swear I, I would never like, 
I've talked to a few people from high school already, you know, and um, that's why I brought up the yearbook because I want you to sign it. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be not pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, you look exactly the same. Okay, page 131, 1999, if you guys are wondering. <laughs> yeah, if you need to go to your local library and pull that. <laughs> if you guys need a reference because, you know, it's right here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, who would have thought? So, so I sit here and I'm like, Gil Lozano. I, I talked right. to Gil and I was like, wow, it's just to me, I was like, having a great conversation with him, but at the same time outside of me is like this is really happening like this is crazy you yeah. know but that we can do but at the same time i'm like why did it take for me to do a podcast to actually reconnect with people you know fast-paced life again or or just us growing yep, and growing and people separate and yeah. you know people move away and you don't keep in contact and but that's what social media i mean that's the one good thing about social media yeah it keeps us connected for this kind of stuff. Which one did you start with? Facebook or Instagram? Face? No, MySpace. Oh, shit. I forgot about <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> Your top five, top or ten. Rewind. I forgot about again, that Again, dating ourselves again. Dang, yeah. MySpace? Right. Yeah, start with MySpace. All the youngsters are like, what's MySpace? What, what the fuck is what, MySpace? Is it, what are they talking about? Yeah, MySpace. Yeah, and MySpace. That's Facebook, right, yeah. 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 I was really slow to the Instagram, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do another... I'm not gonna do another social I media. I had like like Facebook, the Instagram. I deleted everything, and then when um, I got reintroduced to Instagram, as to what it was, it was like post a picture. Right. You could you could leave a comment if you want. Right. Or, you know whatever. But it's mostly just pictures. You know. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's how I like got that. You. Yeah, that's how I got me. I'm like, all right, cool. And then now that I have a podcast, I got everything else. Yeah. I don't use them all, but I got everything else. And now I can I can live without Instagram. I yeah. can live without my daily meme laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I draw the line at snapchat though yeah i have it too but i don't use it so i have it but it's why why do you draw like, the line uh with snapchat because it's like i i don't think anyone over a certain age like 30 like why are we why are you on snapchat why are we on snapchat yeah why are we yeah i mean i have it for the kids like the well, kids you, like mean, to, to play with the filters okay but same feel don't they have the same filters like on instagram now uh, yeah kind of yeah yeah they're a little I, different. I think i think um with when all these you know i was in some podcasts it's like uh business wars where they call yeah. it right so tiktok versus uh instagram right versus facebook whatever and that's what it is like they're just jacking each other's yeah. uh algorithms right you know and yeah it's the same same as uh the software s- that yeah. they're using the settings the edits the everything filters. is about yeah. the same thing i don't do tiktok yeah I- i'm never gonna do that yeah, I don't have. Do I have TikTok? No, I don't have TikTok. Because oh <laughs> I I just recently posted a reel that's through Instagram though. Yes, but it's like TikTok. It's like TikTok. And yes. I, and I, and I was like, I had never done that, and I did it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what it was for, but because I only have one. But but yeah. Um, anyway, so hashtag we old. We old. Yeah, I like that hashtag. We old. <laughs> that was the summary of that conversation. <laughs> so, anyways, after uh, Treywick. We'll throw it out there. Treywick, right? Yeah. Before it was uh it was uh middle school, now it's inter or it was intermediate before it was middle school. Yes. Now it's middle school because they yes. got they added the sixth grade. They added sixth the sixth grade. Because mm-hmm. you weren't yeah, you weren't there for that, right? No, it was just it was like two years before it was seven. Two years after eight. you left, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when they added it. They added the sixth well, grade. One year. But uh yeah, what what kind of memories do you That's do you have? Oh Treywick? Huh. I don't think anything good. What do we remember? Do we want to remember that stuff? I honestly remember like Turkey Trot? <laughs> remember the turkey trot oh, oh no every year we had a turkey trot what the? we would go out, out there and run laps and just you have to run a certain amount of laps and you get a turkey at the end if you ran a certain no, amount of laps if i you do don't, not remember that and if you didn't run the, a certain amount of laps at a, at a certain time 
Then you, you got a, a you turkey? got a pie. You didn't get a turkey. You got a pie. Also, well, that at least you suck. got something. I'd prefer the pie. You don't remember my the ass turkey trot? Stand trucks? there and say, like, "Give me my pie." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't no. remember turkey trots? No. Do you remember how they made the girls like at like certain time of year, like instead of PE, we would have to learn those dances? Which dances? What? What? See, it was just for girls. We'd have to learn these dances, and we do them in like these little groups. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And then we had like a competition. Yeah. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. Like, so they were prepping you guys for cheer. Yes. We learned like what? different dances. Times have changed. I bet you they don't do that anymore. No, no. They probably can't get away with stuff like that no, anymore. No, no. That's all we did for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That was not fun. So what kind of dances were you guys doing? I don't know. I just remember like circles. Yeah. <laughs> like, like probably westerns and <laughs> do-si-dos and... <laughs> Oh, river dance? Did you ever use any of that stuff in high school? <laughs> no, no. So why would they? No. Whatever. No. No, I don't, I don't, I don't remember do. that. Yeah. I don't, did you guys ever uh, like perform for us? Yeah. Us men? Yes. I mean, guys? Yes. Men. And yeah. Yeah. Make the girls river <laughs> dances and then perform for the men. Yeah. There was like, we're all in the Why do I not remember this? Because we're all in the same colors and there was like streamers. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, flashbacks. yes. Now I do remember. Yes. That's right. It was weird, yeah, right? It was weird. Okay. That's some weird shit. You guys yeah. need to research that. I'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore. No, they can't get away with that. Are they? that no. No. They don't do a lot of stuff anymore. There's a lot of things that, they, yeah. No. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of hashtags. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Like, they can't get away with that kind of stuff because it's no, like, we hey. do that. We're calling you out right now, middle school. <laughs> no yeah. more. No more but organized no, yeah. dance. It, it, those are the, just a couple things that I remember from Trewick, you know. Uh, the fights at the liquor stores. Yeah, I remember fights. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I remember like certain teachers that stick out. Who? Who sticks out? You know who I remember right now? Just right, you said right teachers. Now? Yeah, shoemaker. Oh, I don't remember. Shoemaker. She was a teacher, and, I, and the only reason why this is crazy, you said teacher. I, I thought shoemaker. Her birthday was the same birthday as John F. Kennedy. So every time, <laughs> so every time she told every you? time, wait, was it the same birthday? No, it was the day that he was assassinated. Oh, okay. So every time that um. You know, we always took a break from school right. to do the, you know, yeah. memory, right? And uh, and she it was always sure she would tell she you would that. tell you every mm. single time it was her birthday. Well, twice because it was only two years, you know, seventh yeah. and eighth. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, it's shoemaker. That's what did she teach? Over. I think it was like Eng- Spanish. Was it no? It was English? I don't remember. Well, did we have Spanish in, in uh, junior? Yes, high? yes. So yes, then maybe do- it was Spanish. Who was the the Spanish teacher? Who was like sketchy? The guy. The guy. The guy. Maybe it was that. That was high school. That was probably high school. Yeah. And then sketchy Spanish. Was it Mr. Pontier? No. Do you remember he Mr. Pontier? Yeah, but didn't he get was fired? Hispanic. Look, at, we're like divulging all these secret <laughs> secrets of our city, of our hometown. Dude, we're wrong for that. Covina, Covina is very small. It's it not. Is. It's not big. So it's, we all, yeah, we it's, know. It's yeah. No. I think he got fired for some. I remember Mr. Ellis. That's who cool. I remember. Mr. Ellis. That was Trewick. Yes, yes, that was Matt. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody was afraid of him. He was like the hard ass, the hard yes, teacher. Yes, he was yeah. crazy. Strict. Like throwing books, slamming desks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kiss. Oh, the PE teacher. Ooh, talk about sketchy ass stories. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like Ooh. always Mr. Suave, Mr. Kiss. You know. See, now we're heading into this. Like none of this shit Danger would zone. fly. Yeah, none of this shit would fly anymore. No. The stuff that we were allowed to do or that the teachers did or said or the sh- just the shit that happened. I don't think that's allowed anymore. No. His parents are too on it and it's like lawsuit after mm-hmm. it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that stuff is coming out now like with uh, with Sheehan. <laughs> Poor 
That dude, well, I say poor, but I mean, that dude, they were trying to get, they, well, they did get him out, right? He yeah. was a superintendent or yeah. something. Like they got him out. But I remember she and I mean, he did some crazy shit to us. It's crazy. You know, crazy. he did some crazy stuff. It's crazy. Anyways, enough about that. Kobe that shit talk. would never fly. <laughs> no. It's High insane. school was fun. High school was all right. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so how you been? I mean, just surviving. Are yeah. we all just surviving at That's this all we point? can do right now. Fuck, just trying to survive. Yeah. Life's a little different, but, yeah. you know, we're hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Out of high school, you went to college, right? I did. I went to Cal Poly. Cal Poly, boom. I like, you. I like that you wore your Cal it Poly. It's like the oldest sweater I have. It's falling <laughs> apart. People, I was like, people are going to think I'm like struggling. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's going to disintegrate and I'm still going to hold nice. it. Nice. It's on. comfy. It's got a couple of holes on this side. It you guys does. Can't it see. does. I don't even care. <laughs> that's how we do. But no, that that's uh, so Cal Poly <laughs> and then. Let's just get right into this. Where, did, when, where, at what point did it go? I'm gonna be a, a nine one one dispatcher. Okay. So I, that's not obviously what I went to. School oh, okay. For. I don't think you can. I don't. That's not something. I'm sure you can. Or don't. For. Isn't there like a criminal justice class? Yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that? Okay. Yeah, but that's not. Not the same, huh? Yeah. Um. So I went to school to teach. Hmm. And I finished, and I, you know, credentials and all that, and I taught for a little bit, and I um, decided that I wanted to go back and get my master's. But teaching is like 24 seven. Mm. Like even though when even you're then? not, yeah, even when you're not with the kids, but it's still, you're thinking about the kids and yeah. you're setting up for the kids and it was just nonstop. And I'm the kind of person who needs to be in a classroom and focus on the stuff that I, you know, have to get done. So I was like, okay, let me take a step back. I um, tried to find another job that'll at least pay the bills while I go back to school. And at that time, my brother-in-law was um, a police officer. Mm-hmm. So he was like, why don't you look into dispatching? Cause they have a lot of time you know on graveyard you know they get four days off you make yeah. it sound great um so i applied and with a couple different agencies and i got picked up by one and i just loved it and i was just kind of like no i i like this mm-hmm. i like this were you, was that the dispatching you were doing that uh part-time like on top of the teaching or you just no, would stop teaching yeah i stopped teaching and oh, then okay. yeah i applied um well i waited till i got the job and the the goal essentially was to go back to school and to kind of do my schoolwork on my downtime there. And it's just, I just, it's a lot. You don't realize how much the job is Mm -hmm. and how much we have to do, how much we have to learn. And it was just kind of overwhelming, Um, but I ended up loving it. So I was like, I'm okay with this. What kind of training did you did uh, was in, in the <laughs> training? Is it like the same training that that police officers get? So be, we go through a lot of the stuff that the officers have to go to, minus the academy. Right. Like we have our own academy. Oh, it's a, oh, there is no. Yeah, oh, it's nice. a little different. Yeah. You don't have to have it done. Um, before no push-ups or anything like that. No, like standing up from your chair and sitting down. The yeah. Chair. <laughs> <laughs> raise it up. Raise it down. Raise it down. No, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So you don't have to have it before you get hired. If your agency picks you up, they will send you at some point to the to the academy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously most 90% of it is on the job training. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because you can't. Yeah. I mean, something like you that. You can't like, prep for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about doing like a, some role playing after like more towards the end. We, we think sounds, we can do that? That sounds, that sounds sketchy. <laughs> not, not, not that kind of role playing. R- role playing. Yeah, okay. So this is like, the R rated version of your show. This is, uh, this is the Talking Again podcast after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, we'll get into that later, maybe. Yeah. So the, the training, though, does it stop there for the academy or do you guys continue <clears throat> training or is it only on the job training so as we, you go along? Yeah, when you get hired, you. Um, are assigned a trainer and just same thing as when an officer is picked up, he's a assigned a training officer. So we have a training officer and um, depending on your agency, what your needs are, you know, 
the the size of your agency and that kind of stuff, you everyone has different uh, protocols, you know, procedures and stuff. Yeah. You start on one discipline and you kind of build your way and your trainer's with you the, the whole time. But it could be anywhere from, for my agency at least, anywhere from like nine months to a year. Oh, wow. And if you're struggling, sometimes they might extend it if you're showing some potential. But yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to, to learn. Yeah. What, when do you actually pass? What kind of testing do they do for that? So it's, it's, um, it's steps. So, you know, you start on one discipline or maybe you even start on all the disciplines together. When I say disciplines, I mean answering 911 phone calls or non-emergency phone calls from the, from the citizens, um, talking on the radio to the officers. That's a, that's a huge part of the training. Um, you progress. These are live slowly. calls that you're doing that when you're training yeah. with an, an actual officer that's out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, every trainer is different and every agency is going to be different, but a lot of people like to just throw you in because if you build up that fear, yeah, yeah. you might, it, it makes it worse sometimes. So it's just kind of like jump in. Obviously it's not here, take over the radio, here, right. take over the yeah. call, just baby steps here, type while I talk or you talk and I'll type, mm -hmm. or this is what you say for, you know, just yeah. kind of guiding you through it till you get to a point where you're proficient on your own. Was there any moment when you were in your academy where you're like, man, I don't know if I could do this. Oh yeah. 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 Well, the academy's fun because you're just with a bunch of other people. You're away all from your All on the same job. level, right? Yeah, you're, you're away all from your with the job. Same stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. You have, you know, your lunches, you're learning stuff. I like that whole school aspect of that. It's just when you're you're actually on the floor in the center, like on the job. That's mm -hmm. the stuff that was that was stressful for me. Yeah. Super stressful. Is there anything um <clears throat> that on the floor, like you said, is there like a light? Because I, I did see some videos and there's like a red and green light, maybe another light. Is there a third light? A third light. Like a like just a light up here above so you guys. Again, every agency is set up different. Oh, okay. My agency, yes, does have um just so it it signifies to the room. Cause you could have a lot of dispatchers on the floor. We call it the floor, or in your dispatch center at one time. Smaller agencies only have like two or three dispatchers. Mm. I'm sure large, large agencies, LAPD have massive amounts of people in a room. Um some desks are equipped with lights, so you know when someone's on the phone. Oh, okay. So you know, like, okay, don't bother her. She's talking on the phone, mm -hmm. you know, and the light goes off when you hang up. And then also when you're on a, a radio channel speaking to uh, units out in the field, there'll be another light to indicate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're just not walking up to people going, hey. Right. Hey. Hey, what are you doing today? Yeah. yeah. What's for lunch? Right. <laughs> so, is, so, okay, you, I mean, this is what, you're getting all these uh, emergency calls throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how is it that you how can you just compartmentalize a little bit when when it comes to like when you get a call i mean when you're when you're not on call you guys are just are you guys just chit-chatting like oh, like a, like an office job you know like yeah. hey coffee yeah. donuts you know yeah. whatever yeah. <laughs> and then you get the call and it's Talking like oh sally yeah <laughs> sally yeah so water cooler talk yes uh when you get that call what what is it that just triggers you to go oh boom like i gotta go is it the training or is it something within is everybody the same? Like, how do you guys react to that? Just the, the calls ringing? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, the different types of the day, you're going to get different types of calls, um, whether you work day shift or graveyard. And um, the volume of the calls also varies. You know, at 6 in the morning, we're not getting a whole bunch of stuff coming in. You know, there's certain types of day where, where the phones pick up. And you can see the way our phone system is set up. You can see what's coming in as a 911 emergency and what's coming in as what we call the non-emergency. Like the non-emergency slide where people call for questions or things that are not happening right now, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So at least you're kind of prepared. Like the 911's ringing, you know, okay, 
So I'm going to answer this and potentially it's something legit, something good. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people call 911 for stuff that's not, <laughs> and that's something that you learn really quick. That's yeah. not legit, you know? What, what, as far as percentage wise, when you get a call, 911 call, uh, how many of them are, are like actual emergencies to mm -hmm. where the, the, the ones that are just, uh, I can't find my cat, <laughs> you know? Um, Hashtag I'm losing it. <laughs> Hashtag don't call 911 for that. Um, yeah, I don't even want to say 50 50. Oh, wow, Maybe 60, but it's pretty 40. Wow. And here's the funny thing though then you can, because I used to tell, I've trained um, before in the past, and I used to tell my trainees, look, you're getting so anxious about these 911s coming in. And more often than not, it's not going to be something major. Yeah. But then you're going to pick up the non emergency line and it's going to be an actual emergency where mm -hmm. people because sometimes people think oh i don't want to bother 911 mm -hmm. and then they call the non-emergency line and it actually is something huge and you're like that's what takes you that's what really I, what i struggle with because you're expecting that call to just be routine yeah you get a little off guard you're yeah like, oh, maybe shit. transfer it maybe answer a question and all of a sudden it's something legit and you're like whoa uh, yeah i wasn't ready for this one here exactly uh. yeah so you remember, it, I mean, it happens. Do you remember one of those calls, like an example of one of those? <sighs> of one of the ones that you don't, that are coming Unexpected. in on emergency? Yeah. Um, I'm, all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time. Like on a daily, you know, you pick up an on emergency and it's like, you know, I, I just got into an accident and, you know, my husband's bleeding from his nose. That's, I mean, that's kind of actually routine, but it's like, you know, ma'am, you could call 911 for this. This is actually something that, so you don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people don't realize those non-emergencies. We're thinking it's actually a non-emergency. So we can, we prioritize, we triage our calls. That should be able to wait if you're calling on a non-emergency, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not something that we're going to rush to if I have a 911 ringing. Yeah. So, but if I pick up the 911, it's like I lost my cat. And then this lady's calling and, you know, I got into a car wreck and my husband's bleeding from his head. Yeah. 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 You have to learn how to always be on your feet. And sometimes, you know, 911 calls have to be put on hold if it's not an actual emergency and you have to take something that's... Do you think a lot of people just re think uh, something happened, I need to call 911, and they, that's the only number they know? That's the only number they know, yes. What's the, the non-emergency one? What's the non-emergency? Is there, like, is there so a local you, local station? So everybody. Or? <laughs> I, I, I'm asking because I don't know. You should get to know your non-emergency <laughs> yeah. number. So whatever city that you live in, uh -huh. you know, if you're in... Uh, I don't even want to say LA because it's so massive. If you're in a city, your agency has a number assigned to the police department. Well, let's say um, we're recording West Covina. Right. So West so Covina. West Covina PD has a number. If you Google it, that's non-emergency. So you can call for questions for reports um, that are not in progress. You know, maybe someone broke up in the, broke into your car overnight. Mm. Sucks. You wake up in the morning. That's not 911. Yeah. No one's, that's not a life or death emergency. You call that number. So everyone should look up their city's non-emergency number. Okay. And have that. Yeah. So that happened. That exactly that thing happened to me here in front of my house. Mm -hmm. They broke into my car. Woke up in the morning. My neighbor's like, "Hey, someone broke into your car." I called our local police station. You called nine one one. Not nine one one. Okay, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not an emergency at okay, that point, good. right? Okay, good. Um, He's loony. <laughs> I called the local police station. Is that the the number? Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's your local police station. Yeah. There so you go. Call your local police station, guys. Call your local <laughs> Google, whatever your agency is, your local department has a number, like yeah. a seven digit. Yeah. Yeah. 
There you go. There you go. Because a lot of people don't know. They just think, I got to call 911. Yes. And people say that all the time. They call 911 well, and I explain. Uh, you try to be nice. Like you handle mm-hmm. there because we're very customer service. You handle the problem, but also it's in the future. You know, this isn't a 911 call. And they're like, yeah. this is the only number I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're very customer service until you're not. What, right. At what point? <laughs> I what, at true. what point does frustration kick in? You're just like, God, are you serious? Hashtag WTF. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be We're a, just gonna uh, say hashtag all night. Hashtag every day. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should see my Instagram. It's hashtag. I'll tell it is. <laughs> Hashtags are wonderful things. They're yeah. wonderful tools. Right. Um, on the daily. Yeah. I think, especially if you have a dispatcher, an experienced dispatcher who's been there for. A quite a long time like myself it's frustrating because you get complacent as much as we don't want to there are some days you're just having bad days yeah. you yourself are you know and yeah. you're supposed to be there for someone else during the worst day of their life and you yourself are having a bad day or you get complacent or you're tired we get all that but we have to put that aside to you know to help other people but definitely we get frustrated yeah we get frustrated yeah what, what kind of what kind of uh in the academy what kind of training did you guys do to to teach your 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 mind to kind of allow yourself to just shut it off yeah. and then it's goal time. I think I'm like it's a post academy. I think a lot of that is just uh, the the civil the law behind it that kind of stuff. I think when you're actually with your trainer in the dispatch centers when you get all of that and um, it comes with experience. It comes with tools that your your trainer gives you. Um, it comes from, you know, uh, training classes that you take beyond, you know, we're all required to take training classes throughout the year to keep up on our skills and stuff like that. But, um, like an actor would say, like, uh, I'm not saying you guys are actors, but uh, sometimes 911 emergency. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, <laughs> call girl 911. No, um, the, an actor will say, uh, okay, you need to, I need you to cry in this scene right so then they have to really go back and then think of something sad and mm-hmm. whatever to just kind of boom is there anything that you think of to where like i need to just bleh, <laughs> to where i can just get focused is there anything that you go to is there a go-to for you or i don't think there's a go-to i think it's just the what's instilled in us that we're the first line um to the people who are actually having an emergency so we have to keep it together because a lot of the times they're not Mm-hmm. You know, you get screaming on the other end. You get, you know, just people unable to focus just because of what they're seeing that I'm not unable to, you know, unable to see. It's just about being that calm for the officers as well, vice versa. When you're on the radio and they're dealing with something, it's always about just being the calm voice. Because if you bring it down, you know, and people are forced to listen to that calm and just, it, sometimes it doesn't work, you know, because people are dealing with a lot on the right. other end. Mm-hmm. But we try our hardest just to know that. We get this one shot to be able to get the answers that we need to get them help and to make sure officers are safe when they get out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's that's the focus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that that uh, you, you're, you're the training is in. It's right. it's a uh, in house, not in house, um, hands on or yes, yeah. yes, it's very, yeah, of course, yeah, hands on in house. We you know. So just, when you get your green peas that come in, that are just barely getting used to it. How many of them just kind of like lose it? And then does anybody step in kind of like, hey, let me yes. help out a little bit? Yeah. Oh, that happens a lot of mm-hmm. times in training. Like, again, we take baby steps and you give them what you can, um, you think they can handle. Um, if anything goes, you know, awry, we always tell them you're not alone. Like I'm here. Yeah. And if <laughs> there's been tons of times where I've had to 
push, you know, trainees, people who are training out of the way so I can take over. Yeah. So I can be at the computer so I can type. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to let you them don't get fail. written up for pushing people. Because, you know, it's COVID now, right? <laughs> not so not official. Oh. Like, yeah. You know, pre-COVID. <laughs> no, definitely yeah, yeah. pushing out. No, I get yeah. you though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like move. Like we're to either we're, you know. Um, I'm connected with my trainee on the phone or, you know, if I'm a trainee, my trainee's there so they can chime in at any time. Yeah. They can, you know, move us over and they can start typing on the keyboard. Yeah. We're not going to let someone suffer because someone's training. And, but that is a learning experience for the train. You know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. me or whatever, whatever trainee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just have to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't get the, cause you know, it's all about trying to gather information, right? Mm-hmm. When you get that call, when you're not getting the right, um, answers mm-hmm. right from from a caller because they're not they're just in a not in the right state of mind uh do you use a lot of like try to listen to what's going on in the background of the phone call and not just the voice but like noise you know that's going around do you, you kind of try to put it together and like well we're talking about in the tap room visualizing it if it's a um the type of call that has that like if they're in like an emergency situation somewhere on scene where you're going to have you know other people in the background screaming or um you know a fight's going on but your car's passing by or something or, yeah yeah then we're able to use that um but for the most part we can only go off by you know what the person's saying sometimes you know we never get anyone on the line sometimes it is just that open cell phone or open landline at your house and you just hear screaming and you just that's all you oh, wow. that's all, all you, i have to yeah. go on you know what i mean so how do you I go off to... of that like <sighs> well here, here's the biggest here's another thing so when they call mm-hmm. the, the you know the caller id that's true you guys can see all that like who's calling from where the number's so calling if you call on a, a what we call a landline landline so which is yeah the old school phone again mm-hmm. dating which ourselves. no one ever has no one anymore. has that anymore dating ourselves <laughs> you know actually hardwired plugged into the wall um some homes still have it businesses still have them then i can because it's registered right it's registered with the phone company so then i can which is great because then i have all i need i yeah. have the house address i have the name and it's we're good to go dispatchers hate cell phones (laughs) because then i don't i don't have all that information and a lot of people think like okay we'll just map me or gps me i can to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to get exactly where you are because how good is gps really i'm going to get a corner or i'm going to get you know i'm not going to get the exact address right right so i think people get um too you know they feel too safe with that and you know they think that if they just call and say you know map me i've had people say that or you know you know where i am map i me. don't know where you are yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have a general idea where you are <laughs> can i drop a pin yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly because it's hitting off cell towers yeah. so i'm getting within a certain range of meters you know yeah 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 it's hard yeah 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 those are some of the stressful stressful things yes. that, you, that, that you just you're, you're trying to help someone out yet you can't because you're not getting any information yep god and those are hard especially like you said if you have an open line of a cell phone and someone's screaming and i can't get an exact location for sure will i send an officer out to that general area where i mapped you of course but unless you're standing out on the street screaming i don't know where you're at yeah and those are the calls that stay with me because I've had some pretty bad ones where, you know, you hear definitely a struggle, mm-hmm. male, female, you know, you know, like some shit's really going down and I can never find them. Yeah. I mean, we do the best we can. Mm-hmm. Like this is where it's mapping. I can re-ping you to try to, you know, get a better location and the officer circling around. But unless we, it's obvious to us, we can't locate you. Yeah. And those are the ones that are like, oh. So the ones that you are able to locate, dispatch out to like either if it's an officer, fire department, I mean, a ambulance do you guys call it? Yeah. okay ambulance do you let's say they, they're done they they finish it the you know 
open ticket. I don't know what you guys call it. Is it mm-hmm. an open ticket or open ticket. I don't know pro- number process? I don't know open that, call? that, that like open call, call yeah. incident. Yeah. So it gets closed out. Do you get um, if it's open, it has to get closed at, mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Do you get that a notification of when it's closed, and do you get to see what happened, the outcome, or is it always in the back of your mind? I wonder what happened there. So we do that. So part of being the dispatch, I think a lot of people think 911, they think just answering the phones. But mm-hmm. we also um, dispatch the officers to these calls. Right. There's different uh, men and women in the room doing different tasks. So, yeah, so we are communicating with the officer at all times. And he gives us dispositions or comments on calls and we close them out. But it's um, it's basic, you know, it's enough to close out the call to suffice that. Sometimes we want to know details, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you have a good rapport with your officers or you're in a smaller agency where you can communicate with them for sure for mm-hmm. sure or you know hit up the fireman like what happened to the baby what happened yeah to that old lady yeah you yeah you can follow up because i'm this. sure you're like thinking about that the whole day right like what? yes what if you I? get a really bad call yeah. and you just kind of want to know and you've you maybe you've been struggled on the phone with someone or you were on the phone you know with a family member for a long time you definitely want to know yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah. you yeah. can hit up your units for sure mm-hmm. yeah have you had any um any like experiences where someone reaches out to you and thanks you for a call like yeah. hey thanks for thanks for answering my call and yeah you ever get a call back to that yeah i've gotten a few over the years and those are nice yeah. um some people you can hear it while you're on the phone like before you hang up like when help gets there they're like you know thank you so much and i don't i don't think we do it for the thank you but i mean it's nice but it's a bit rewarding you know it's nice sometimes just yeah. because of um 90 percent of the time like during the day it's not we're the bad person, but we're the person that gets yelled at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we're the first point of contact. Customer service, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're the exactly. There is a customer service aspect of it, answering the phone. So we're the first person who gets yelled at, or the frustrations get let out on, or you know, you're if you're having a bad day and you're seeing something traumatic in front of you, like I'm going to get the brunt of that first. Mm-hmm. And by the time the officer gets there, whether I've calmed you down or we've helped you out in some way, it's always different when you know the guys arrive. Yeah yeah that's why uh earlier i said unsung hero right yeah yeah do you get is there an award thing like do you guys get that like just within departments or like hey you know good job employee of the month or whatever yeah, like you guys yeah for sure so I they do acknowledge you guys for your work yeah i if uh we have the whole employee of the month um we have uh we call them attaboys or girls. just if we've worked an incident just just between us and the center you know if you're your manager your admin you know, here's something good about that. If the sergeant said something or, you know, yeah, we definitely have those. Yeah. yeah. Those are nice to yeah. get. So it definitely helps that, they, like you said, you have a good rapport with the officers for the same reason too, right? Like, hey, she, yeah. she's very well with us. <laughs> she worked her ass off. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, and especially when you're, especially when you've been somewhere for so long and you've seen these guys go from patrol to corporal to sergeant and grow with them and, and be there for them and, you know, make sure they go home at the end of the day and go above and beyond for them. Like a good dispatcher will anticipate her officer's needs too. We do so much for them out in the field. Um, so yeah, that's nice too. I didn't even ask you how long have you been doing this? 14 years in May. 14 years in May. That's a long time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a long time. That is a long time. Is there like a, a a retiree, uh, like a number where you can retire at like 25 years and you're done or and you get pensions and all that, or yeah, the city, there is yeah, okay, cool. City, yeah, yeah. So you are a city employee, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Are you? Do you plan on doing this until you can't anymore, or you do plan on early, retiring early? I don't think I'll retire. early. Fourteen. You started pretty young. Oh, you think? Yeah. Probably like twenty-seven. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Twenty-seven. 
2007, 28. Yeah. That's pretty young. I mean, well, I don't know. Now it is. Yeah. If I could, you know, go back to 27, what I wouldn't give. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, kind of yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll retire early because even it's just. You really enjoy what you're doing. I really do. I'm that adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. It's different every day. I mean, yes, we do the same tasks. Our goal is the same every day, but you never know what's going to be on the other side of that line. Yeah. Um, or what's going to happen on the radio with one of your officers. And I think that's what, you know, I'm the adrenaline junkie. (laughs) So it's never like, oh, it's just another Monday. Like it's always kind of like different. (laughs) I mean, it starts out that way, but you know, and then the 911 rings, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just never know what you're going to get. You never know. Do you have any like uh, memorable uh, stories or or events, you know, that have happened? Like uh, when it comes to like, uh, like something that was sad that you just can't, you always stays with you and. Yeah, I have sad calls. Um, a lot of them are medical, you know, because the medical one, you know, you have someone not breathing or, you know, you have someone panicking about their loved one, which is understandable. So those are always, I think, usually the most traumatic. Um, oh, there's been a lot. I've had one that stays with me. So every Thanksgiving, I think about it because it was I was working on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and um this let me take a drink (laughs) no i'm just kidding this um this mom calls in yeah this mom calls in um and it's thanksgiving she's driving back to her home yeah she was with family you know celebrating the holiday she had her nine-year-old with her and she was driving back home to the house because her husband had decided to stay home that night and just like wasn't feeling it and they were having problems like backstory that she was giving me so he texted her while he um, she was at her family's that he was like goodbye, like basically the goodbye. Mm-hmm. So she was panicking, yeah. obviously. So she leaves, takes her, their nine-year-old and starts heading home and calls me on the way there. And she's like, I don't know what he's going to do, but, you know, X, Y, Z, he's been feeling this and just all the signs leading to this is probably like legit, you know. Yeah. Because a lot of the times people, you get people call, say they want to hurt themselves, but really they just want someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one sounded like pretty legit. So I'm with her all the way there on the phone. I do get units started to the house just so they're there when she gets there. Um, and uh, she gets there first and I'm still on the phone with her. Yeah. It take a minute. Wow. <laughs> um, she starts searching the house. She left her son in the car because he had fallen asleep. Yeah. So she starts searching the house, but it as soon as she got in, she saw the empty gun case, like on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck. So you kind of know. So she starts searching the house, like trying to find him. And she eventually finds him in the closet. And he has shot himself. Oh, wow. So it's like going through the wave of emotions with somebody else and like trying to be calm is overwhelming sometimes. But she was so, what amazed me about that call and why I think about it is because she was just so amazing through the whole thing. Because she was keeping it together for her nine-year-old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I didn't want to... She didn't want to panic for her yeah, nine-year-old. Yeah. And she was like, just give me a minute. Like, I know you have officers coming. Just try to hold them off as long as you can. Because I just want to get, like, my nine-year-old next door. So he doesn't have to see any of this. Yeah. And just... I wasn't a mother then, but I'm a mother now. Just, mm. like, the strength. Yeah. Like, realizing, you know, like, that she had at that point was amazing. She takes the kid next door and she was like, just hold him off. You know, I'll tell them that someone broke into the house. You know, she was going to make up the story for him. And that was just one of the calls that always stays with me just because of how she kept it together. I mean, obviously I went through the range of emotions with her when she found him and then she had to pull it together for her son. And 
just the the strength and composure. And I think about her every Thanksgiving because at some point I know that she had explained to her son, yeah, you know yeah. what really happened, and it's just. That's something that's going to live with her forever, every Thanksgiving, you know. And and her and I went through it together. Yeah. Just us. Just us. So, I mean, that was like step by step, play by play. Yeah, just us. That's that's deep. (laughs) That's something that... You think you would have been able to still hold it together uh, now that you're a mom, taking that call back then? (sighs) No, because (laughs) now that I'm a mom, I've had calls, um, you know, after the fact that are children related or moms who are depressed postpartum and i feel you know what i mean like i mm-hmm. feel it because yeah i'm i'm in that with you girl yeah like i'm a mom like i understand that you're stressed i understand that there's you know you may not have anyone else to depend on i understand like all your struggles so i feel that with them now and it's it's a lot harder to regain to keep composure on the phone with them sometimes yeah and i've had so we all dispatchers have mute buttons where you can click on and off mm. um you know so you can yell across the room yeah. or you can and I've utilized that mute button, I think, more now that I've been a mom just because, you know, I've broken down on the phone with people. Wow. They'll never know. Yeah. Because I have to be, you know, you have to be the yeah. in control. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have. And there are definitely dispatchers who have done the same. There are definitely dispatchers who have, who are like, after I hang up this phone, like, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Like, I need to go for a walk or I need to go, like, have a good cry in the bathroom. For sure. Mm-hmm. And how the, and obviously the department is pretty good about you guys. Oh yeah. After a call like that, yes. hey, take the time you need. Yes. Yeah. I saw a picture that you. I actually posted that picture um, today, uh, where there's like maybe I think three or four dispatchers, and they all had that stressed look. You know, in front um, of the screens. I forgot who it was that that you tagged that Dan took those pictures. Dan Sun Okay, so love him. Good stuff. At Dance and Art. Yeah. Yes, follow him. Canadian Good stuff. guy. Yeah, 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 love him. Um that's real. That's real right there. That's, that's real. 100% real. You mm-hmm. guys <clears throat> you take the call and it even though you have to somehow detach yourself from that situation, but calls over, it hits you. Yeah. You're you're human. Yes. So it's going to affect you in some way one way or another. And do, I mean, uh, some calls affect me and may not affect my partner. Hmm. Some calls may affect my partner, not going to affect me. It's yeah. just, you know, it's all based on our experiences, our life. You know what I mean? The the calls that we've already had in our career that um, may trigger something. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, what about, uh, I know we, we kind of brought the show a little down. I'm sorry. I know. That's my fault. <laughs> That's real but, life, though. But uh, it is real life. And, and uh you know, people should know. Like it's but just that's, yeah, but that's that, part of it. People should know that mm-hmm. when you call the police department, just know because <laughs> people like to complain about dispatchers. Just know that. I mean, not to say that we're, you know, to brush off any bad behavior on our part, but just know that that dispatcher, we go from high to low, high to low Jeez. all day long. The adrenaline all day long. Yeah, you're calling because uh, you know there's someone parked in front of your house and you don't recognize the car. I could have just gotten off the phone with that you know what i mean that lady Mm -hmm. or someone a two-year-old not breathing and giving cpr and i have to like switch like that yeah to then talk to sally about the car that's parked in front of her house and it's like (sighs) yeah (laughs) do you is there is there like a post uh post-traumatic a ptsd uh, for that like so do you guys have groups where you guys can call and i think that's part of like i think mental health in general mental health and law enforcement especially is such a like taboo and thing to talk about or has been and i think that we've started to um shed some light on it and i think a lot of people are talking about things and 
and posting about things and, and having discussions and podcasts and groups about stuff, which is great. Um, dispatch is part of that. Mm-hmm. Like we may not see, see the things on scene, but we hear it and we hear it first. And sometimes that's, that's, that's probably, I was thinking that's probably worse. Cause it's like, like this yeah. and then hearing all the chaos and right. the commotion that's right. going on. It definitely, definitely exists. And, um, you know, therapy and counselors are often offer, offered to us anytime there's a critical incident mm-hmm. or a, just a horrible call that you took that we have those services available to us. Um, I think a lot of times people don't take advantage of that because of the whole stigma of, yeah. I don't want to appear weak mm-hmm. or I don't want to cry about this call or I know for sure that's how I was. Yeah. And then after I had my kid, I was like, oh no, we're going to cry about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to discuss mm-hmm. this. We're going to get this out. Like it softened me, but in a good way, I think. I had the same talk with uh, Gil Lozano, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Officer Lozano. And, and it was one of those where do I, I was telling him that I think they should just start enforcing it where now you have to do it. So there's right. no longer a, an embarrassing kind of thing over like, oh, I, I want to go see you. And now you right. have to go. Right. So there should be like a time where you're just like, hey, you got to do it. Right. You know, and, and I've seen it in like movies where it's like you people go through it, but and they oh, I got it. I have to see the counselor and then they work it out. But right. But it's that's a movie. Right. Is that that's something that's optional right now to, still? So for or is every department different? For officers who get get involved in um any kind of critical well, incident like or officer involved shooting, yeah. they have to. It's mandatory. Okay. Everything else, it's kind of I mean, a lot of agencies will do a debrief is what we call. So after the incident, you try to get all the players involved to come together and put the pieces together and discuss it so we understand what happened. And, you know, if there's something we did wrong, how to fix it for next time, or, you know, just kind of get it out. I think that doesn't happen enough just because, you know, staffing, time, um, you know, our lives, that doesn't get to happen a lot. And I just think, especially for dispatchers, it doesn't, it rarely gets to happen because it's, like I said, the next 911 is ringing. Yeah. So I'm coming off this and I have to answer the next 911. And if I'm not there to answer the 911 because, you know, I need a break, which is fine. Or I need to speak to a counselor. It's, you know, it's staffing. So we just, there's so many things going on and, you know, as dispatchers, we think about that. So I think we put that, we put ourselves on the back burner, mm-hmm. you know, and it, we shouldn't because you need to get that stuff out to yeah. be able to, you know what I mean? Handle the next call better. Yeah. Do you yeah. think maybe that's something that should be enforced? Like, hey, let's just start, let's implement this rule now. Where I think like, that would be great. I think yeah. even if you don't talk, you know what I mean? If it's enforced, like if you go like with your peers, a group of your peers, even mm-hmm. if you don't say anything, it's still beneficial because you're hearing so-and-so talk or this person talk and you're realizing that other people feel you're not exactly alone. Exactly the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you said it, like in Instagram, like, like talking about it in podcasts, posting it on Instagram, yeah. you know, just being a little bit more open about it so that would help you know you said going up and down up and down on phone calls when you're off the clock and you're home mm-hmm. do you ever get like a like an oh shit moment like you get a, you answer a phone call or, or you kind of like something <laughs> triggers you and you, you i'm not at work but you start acting like work yes. stuff do you get yes. that yeah i think uh <laughs> i think a lot of dispatchers feel that way um especially if you've been doing it for a while um I, I've answered my, you know, my cell phone mm-hmm. with my agency's name or, um, yeah. Or you just, there's just certain things that not trigger you, but it's overwhelming to be in a center that's busy like mine with phone calls ringing all the time and people yelling all the time and mm-hmm. hearing people yell at you. And then you go home or, you know, you go out to dinner with your spouse or something. And then there's more oh, chaos yeah. and the mm-hmm. more chatter that I, that gets me. I know that 
I require a certain amount of quiet yeah. when I get home just to kind of decompress. Yeah. How long does it take you to just, is it normally, some people it's like the drive home and the they're drive, good. Yeah. The drive home is nice. Yeah. Um, but then boom, right when you, you know, hit the house, it's like you switch roles and it's like immediate. I just, I, I'm the kind of person who definitely needs the downtime, the quiet time at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts on your drive home? Do I? Yeah. I listen to some podcasts. Online. Just talking again, podcasts is the only one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. It really helps me decompress. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thank you. No. Um, do you do you remember we talked a little bit about the, that you know the sad moments and sad, sad stories? But what about like funny stuff where you're just like, I can't believe you know somebody should make a meme about this you know like anything funny like that do you get any <laughs> stories any 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 funny stuff that like yeah you remember like memorable like you're like oh my god i can't believe i, I took that call you know it's you know it's probably not starts out at funny because yeah. unfortunately it's someone who's either you know drunk or high mm. or mentally ill you know and they're just ranting to you so it's i mean it's not appropriate to be funny but fuck at the end of the long day you know, Sometimes it's hard not to laugh. It is. It's hard. And that's so people in law enforcement, and I think also people in the medical field, there's just certain occupations that have that dark humor. Mm -hmm. And we definitely have that because yeah. otherwise, that you would not be able to get through your day. Yeah. You just wouldn't. Yeah, so yeah. the things that we find funny are probably not <laughs> supposed <laughs> to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And then some people will be offended. But it's like, no, it's just, this is like, this is how I get through my day. Yeah. You have to find the humor in it. Yeah. Do you feel like you're some somewhat desensitized to certain things like that? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks to say that because mm -hmm. you don't want to be. And I think it's definitely, I go through periods where, you know, you get recharged or reinvigorated and you're like, I'm going to be, I'm gung ho. Yeah. And I'm all about helping people. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to do this. But you know, you, it's, it, you go through periods and then you get kind of, you know, in that low again and you're like complacent again. You're like, nope, I got to recharge and remember why I'm doing this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing this to help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is sure. that why you're doing this for 14 years already? It's not for the money? Oh, it's the not, money's good. The money's oh, the good. good. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, I always wanted um, a profession, a career where I, it meant something more than just, you know, pushing paperwork somewhere that mm -hmm. it was. I was helping somebody. I was making a difference. Yeah. Because, I mean, it started off as education, right? Like you wanted helping to teach, people. help yeah. the kids out, all yeah. that. Yeah. That didn't plan out. But now you're doing the same. Well, now it's actually even more, to me, something that you're doing is more, way more rewarding. It is. Answering those calls. I mean. For sure. I definitely yeah. feel the sense of I'm making a difference. But I've also got to bring my past life, <laughs> my past life, um, into that too with the training. Like I've trained people and I got to use my you know, skills in that department as well. So that's, that was always a big thing for me. It's like, I have that and I still want to do that. So I can, I can train people on this. So there, so, um, are there like full-time trainers where you're no longer taking calls and <laughs> now you, all you do is train and educate? Yes. Well, as, as, as if you have a trainee, like if we have a trainee available, then yes, but like, we don't always have, you know, new people to right. train. So you still have to do. Mm. Yeah, you could always do like the post instructors, like for the academy and stuff. You right. could be one of those. Yes. Uh, ah, yeah. is that is that something you have planned? Maybe in the uh, near future. It's something I've toyed or, with. Yeah. I've taken some classes on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How's that going? You never know what's Never know. Happen. You never know what's yeah. going to happen in the future. Yeah. It could be an option. Yeah, it's an option. I like options. <laughs> <laughs> options are good until they're not. <laughs> right. You can't give kids options. <laughs> Them kids have way too many. Uh, way too many options. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna do any role playing today, cause uh, You're scared. 
I am. I'm a little intimidating. Why? 14 years. That's, you know, I don't know how, and I'm not an actor, so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do you, if you're to um, give a, a, a PSA, a message to everybody as to how they should, uh, an appropriate fo- emergency <laughs> phone call, is there an appropriate for a uh, 911 call? Like, I- Okay, so 911 is for life and death emergencies. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Is this a life or death emergency? And I have people s- tell me, well, this is a, an emergency for me. Right. Got it. Yeah. But is it a I life or death? I can't find my lipstick right? or whatever. Yeah. Girl, like, yeah. girl, I know you. You need to find my gloves. <laughs> like, I feel you. Yeah. But no, is it a life or death emergency? Um, so that's huge because you're just tying up a line for somebody else then. You're tying someone else. If right. someone else actually has an emergency, you're tying, you're taking up that time, that dispatcher's time. Um, know where you are. Location, location, location is mm. huge. Know where you are. And it, and it's hard sometimes because people travel, people aren't familiar with certain areas, but you know, try to always maintain that level of, you know, I know basically where I am. I can pick out landmarks at least. Even landmarks work for me. Yeah. One street will help, you know, just the landmark in a street. But know where you are because if I know where you are, then nothing else matters. I can start help that way, even if I if that's all I get, mm-hmm. then great, I can start you the world. Yeah. But I need to know where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's important. Do you guys use Google a lot? Do we use Google? Google for what? I'm over here. In, I'm uh, I'm at this place. It's a little. It's a little bit of a desert. I see a big donut though. It's not like one that I can eat, but it's a huge donut. I know I can climb in front of the donut or inside the donut, and I can spin around there. But I don't know, like anything like that. Like you're like, are you researching now? Why are you picking donuts? I don't know because I'm hungry. Because it's law enforcement related, and now I want a donut. Um, law enforcement related. Now Is I it? Want a donut. No, it's not that. It's not that. Yeah. But no, I don't know why I thought donut. You know why I thought donut? I'm thinking like Randy's donuts. Maybe I don't know. What's that big donut place in La Puente? The big donut. All oh, right. What is it called? That's what I. That's what I was picturing. I should know that one. It's in our area, right? I, that's the. But it's I like picture. Randy's donuts. Yeah. yeah. But so, like, let's just say, you know, are you using Google, or are you guys going off of what you know? Are you asking questions to your coworkers? So when you get nine one ones or you know the non emergency, it's within your jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So the nine ones are wired that if you call from a landline or um, the cells are hitting off cell towers, so you're gonna get. The local agency and where you know your from your that area. cell tower, yes. yeah. So I have a map of my jurisdiction. Oh yeah, always up at my desk. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to yeah. I mean I can a see physical the physical map or no, like on my computer. Oh, okay. We have so many screens in front oh, of yeah, us. Oh yeah, that's right. There's like so many screens. So yeah, I have a live map that I can see the units because they have AVL. I can um yeah map anything on it. I can zoom into stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. a that's a huge tool. Yeah, yeah. especially when you're learning. Because the more you learn your city and where things are at, the better dispatcher you're going to be. Mm. Have you only worked in one certain city? <laughs> yeah. Or? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you're like a, the, vet, the veterana over oh, there? Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. You have Every, to know. Everybody comes to you? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do, is, there, is there any, like, um, like weird shit at work? Well, I guess. Well, we haven't said where you work, so I guess it's okay. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, coworkers, like... Like oh that girl again or yes, that guy or but whatever. that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but do you, so you guys do get to experience For that. Sure. Okay. Like okay, um, you have male dispatchers, yes, but this um profession is usually uh historically women. Mm-hmm. But you do have male dispatchers. Don't get me wrong, you do have them. Yeah. Um, what do you, what happens when you get? With the cheese man, right? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty women in a room. Yeah. 
Which are yentas, just yeah. And not only like women, like type A, mm-hmm. control freak, you know, powerful, like wanna, you know what I mean? Yeah. Me's a bunch of me's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but is that is that mostly because you guys have to take control of when you guys are on those phone calls, you gotta take control of it. Yeah. So you guys are all kind of like yeah. do you turn into that or is that is that like people think, come in like that? I think no, because not everyone can do this job. That's yeah. why the the rate of like how many people we go through and how many, you know, dispatchers stay, it, it the turnover is ridiculous. Yeah. Just because some people can't handle it, can't handle the lifestyle, can't handle the hours, um, just not cut out for, you know, that it, the the sense of urgency that you need, all that stuff. You mm-hmm. just you weed those people out. So <laughs> what you have left are again a bunch of me's and that. <laughs> We're already like that anyways in mm-hmm. our previous life. And then now with this, it just magnifies it. Yeah. And then that's what happens. And we turn into these people and we go home. And that's how I am at home. Like, I want answers right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want everything fast. Like, I can't wait anymore. I'm so impatient. <laughs> like, when you go out places, like, you're like, come on. Like, just give me the information. Yeah. 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 How difficult is it for you to adjust to all that? Like, you know, I feel like it's two different worlds when you're in that at work, dispatching to coming out here going to a home depot and waiting around and you're like <laughs> yeah i have no patience and yeah. then you look at people differently mm-hmm. i think um i mean you you know bad exist everybody knows bad exist and criminals are out there and but when you get into a job like this where you're forced to see it every day especially within a certain area maybe the area which you live or you know a neighboring city it um, starts it changes you so that when you go out like you're looking at people differently um and not like, I'm not talking about like color of your skin, race. It's, I'm just talking like criminal activity. Like yeah, this yeah. person, you know what I mean? Just like sketchy because it's anybody and everybody. You come to find out that there's sketchy people and weird things happening everywhere mm-hmm. amongst all kinds of people. Oh, yeah. So like when, yeah. So when you do go out to the store, you go to Home Depot. Like that's what I think about. Like you look at people and you just have a very standoffish, Yeah approach to people and there's some people that you can't even profile because you know you don't even know like they just they might look like a you know mr rogers that's what i mean and you're just like that's what i mean nice and cool easy but you just just don't know exactly so do you do you do do you get that sense though like you get it just from being around someone though yeah wow like i like that's you develop that though you start so obviously in the law enforcement world we use some agencies use 10 codes or use codes or the penal codes you just use it as shorthand in conversation Mm -hmm. to people like that's how we talk yeah for sure you go out and my like i said my brother-in-law is an officer and it's if we're together or you see you know we're describing someone you might throw out like a code or like a yeah to describe yeah 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 it's hard. That's cool. You guys have that kind of talk, though, right? It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could talk around people and you're like, hey. Uh, hey, yeah. Like, yeah. And they don't know you're talking about them because yeah. you're all using the codes. But, yeah, then people become, you know, you start sizing up people, anybody and everybody, because it's, yeah, it's legit anybody. Yeah. You'd be surprised the stuff that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It's What's scary. some of the most stressful things though, that you've gone through in work? Uh, honestly, I think phone calls are... Um, they're hard. And those are the things that stay with you. I think the thing that's most stressful is, um, it doesn't get talked about a lot is the radio portion of it. And when I say radio, I'm on the radio dispatching my units, the officers, and they're, you know, talking back to me. Mm -hmm. I'm in control of where they're going, what they're doing, their safety. I think that's probably the most stressful. It's the most stressful for any new person. That's the thing that they fear the most Mm. is, is talking on the radio to the guys. Um, just because there's no room for error. 
you they spit stuff out you have to know where they're at and they're mm. going to spit it out they're going to spit out a license plate they don't have time to to worry about if you're ready or not yeah. to type mm-hmm. um can you, you know. say that one more time yeah, yeah exactly i mean it happens right. like yeah but you should be on your game and, and ready for that and and starting them backing you that is stressful for me because it, you could just be chilling on graveyard at three in the morning kicking back not a word has been said and all of a sudden your unit comes over and he's like shots fired hmm. that to me is is the most stressful part of my job is making sure that the officers are always safe yeah yeah what about at home when you're having a bad bad situation at home mm-hmm. how do you turn that off because that's very personal right to come home at, or come to work and just let's go you know and everybody time. has that right everybody mm-hmm. has shit that happens right. at home and you got to go to work right mm-hmm. and you got to put that aside I mean, I'm assuming like everyone else, um, but ours is yours is life and death. So exactly, that's exactly what I was saying. Mine is life and death. Yeah. So that pretty it puts it in perspective. Yeah, you can have a shitty day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can have stuff that's happening to you that's overwhelming: death in your family, breakups, divorce, children, illness. I get all of that. But if you're good enough to come to work, then you're gonna have to set it aside. Mm-hmm. because it, it, it is life or death yeah. and it's going to impact that call um, time, like how fast we get out to someone, the questions that you ask, like how foggy you are of uh, being able to pick up when an officer tells you something for sure. So you definitely have to shut it down. So the people that can't hang as far as dispatching really quick, <laughs> right? Cut you really get quick. cut really quick. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, don't, I do not want to be a dispatcher. <laughs> Sorry, but I respect you guys. I don't think people realize I didn't realize how much, um, the work and the stuff that we have to know and what we have to do yeah. in a short amount of time. I didn't realize. No, there's so much, there's so I, you know, you're talking about the, the jargon, right? The talk, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. codes. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it. I mean, that's why I didn't play football. Cause I couldn't remember, couldn't the, remember plays. the plays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know that they said it. And I was like, huh? Well, I what, mean, what? I just, I was yeah. in the sidelines, you know, for one year and I was like, I'm out. I can't play football. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of it's stuff. It's a lot of learning Yeah, at the, at, right off the bat. Yeah. It's wow. a whole different language you have to learn for sure. I thank you for that. I appreciate it. I appreciate oh, you. I don't know what to say, but yeah. thank you. No, it's a lot of work. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Like I've heard, you know, doing my research, I've been, I've been listening to watching some of these videos and I'm like, God, that's not a, I, you know, you just think, oh, answering a call and. You know, you, you you think dispatcher, you're thinking like old school, right? You get a line and you cable it. Old school, it here. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what you think, but it's like way more than that. Yeah, not yeah, not anymore. It's taken on a whole different whole different level. And you know, there's new things that are coming out uh, just as time goes by, like text to nine one one. Oh right. People, yeah, there's just new that's things right. probably, and we have to roll with it. Do you guys encourage the text to nine nine one one? Um how does that work? Um, it's available. Mm-hmm. Um I think most cities at this point and where we're at, um, have it uh i think when it first got implemented and it went live i think a lot of people used it to test it to see if it worked oh shit (laughs) i get some every now and then yeah just people who just really don't even want to waste the time to call and be anonymous it's just an easy just like you know um i think essentially it was made for people who are actually having an emergency who who weren't able to speak and um I think we get more just people who just don't want to talk to us and want to be anonymous. And it's just, it could be any type of call. Like my neighbor has loud music, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't got any like real legit. I can't imagine uh, having like a legit emergency and texting. Right. Like you're stuck in a trunk. Yeah. Right. In a closet yes. with someone in your house. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we were envisioning. But yeah, we have yet to have that kind of call yet. Okay. Yeah. So the text, yeah, well. 
Like that's more of I, if anything, the text nine one one would be more of like non emergency. You guys get a lot we more get, of that? So yeah. that's what people are using it for because yeah. they don't want to even bother to call us because a lot of the times people want to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. So they think this is just even one st like it's a step better. I don't even have to talk to you. Mm. I could just text you. Yeah. Like this is what's happening. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. No oh. questions. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. I would never have thought Mal Malini would be a dispatcher. Yeah. I mean, you know. me, me neither. Sitting in a, a county. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> back in the day yeah, yeah i wouldn't have thought but of this it is your life now so yeah uh, that's your world and you've adapted that's to it world. i like it nice i like yeah. it well thank you for coming on man thank it's been awesome it's been me. great yeah i feel like we, we can have another one we're talking about different issues uh, i feel like we could go on and on. i know no I we like probably can go on and on and on but it's yeah. just uh, yeah but we won't we won't that'll be it'll be like a part two or part two. three or tune four in. yeah tune in we'll bring in somebody else yeah. a co-host just well. kidding <laughs> so uh <laughs> You guys, thank you, Melanie, very much. Thank Is you. there anything that you want to say? Just thank you for having me. And, you know, remember, 911 is for life or death emergencies. There you go. Yeah. And there you have it. Thank you. Thanks again. We just tapped into this. Tune in. Or you guys already did tune in. So we'll have other, <laughs> other, other shows coming up pretty soon. So muchas gracias very much. Thank you very much. Bye. Adios. Yeah. Host Tell it like it is, only tell it rare. Live every Tuesday, you know the deal. We talking again, we talking again. You now tuned in to the tap in. You now tuned in to the tap in. You now tuned in to the tap in. We talking again, we talking again.